Oh, we got some spicy takes today. Welcome to another episode of Packers, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I already recorded this entire episode, and then I went to go edit it, and then I had to format my SD card, and then it erased everything, and so now this is the second time that I'm recording it, and... Grassi. And today we are going to be concluding our divisional predictions with the AFC West. Before I get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to a brand new YouTube member, and that is one Kevin Thompson. A big shout out and thank you to you. So yes, we finally have made it to the end of the divisions. We did the entire NFC, and today we conclude the AFC. And so then we close the book, and we go deeper into the offseason. What content is going to be produced? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. So if this is the first time that you're perusing the channel basically what we do is we go through each team take a look at their schedule and take a look at where their hardest games are going to be where those 50 50 games are going to be i'm going to give you a ceiling where i think they're going to potentially have their best record and take a look at where they're going to average out good let's do it starting off with brandon perna's denver broncos now last year uh i had high hopes for the denver broncos i thought drew Locke was gonna be somebody i thought that that defense is going to be okay, but that combination of Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, it's going to be like a symphony on offense. The reality was that it was a complete and total disaster. They had injuries. Cortland Sutton, who I drafted in every single one of my fantasy leagues, got hurt immediately, and the defense also was in shambles. So yeah, wasn't a great season for the Denver Broncos. Now heading into this year, there's lots of concerns about Drew Locke and how he might not be the guy. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater. They've been looking and seeing if Aaron Rodgers is going to come on over. But yeah, I do think the Broncos are going to struggle this year. And I will say, uh, I, I'm just waiting for the tsunami of jokes that go, Oh, but Tom, how are the Broncos going to do poorly when Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback? <laughs> no. But the reason why I think the Broncos are going to struggle this year is because I don't have a ton of faith in Drew Locke, one. And two, their schedule is a nightmare. Taking a look at some of their hardest games, they got to go up against the Chiefs twice, the Chargers twice. On top of that, they have teams like the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, the Washington football team, the Cowboys. I mean, yeah, that's, those are some rough teams to face and then when you're even taking a look at some of those 50 50 games they could go either way the giants i think are going to be improved this year even potentially the jets could be somewhat decent the raiders games they could go either way hell even the eagles they could have problems with so because of that i think their ceiling is around an eight and nine record which i know doesn't really sound good because it isn't it is it isn't good at all I just don't know how that offense is going to function with Drew Locke. I think they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of potential. Is Melvin Gordon going to eventually stop fumbling the ball? Maybe. But I think that the Broncos, um, they might find themselves in a position to draft a uh, franchise QB again next year because they are not going to get my franchise QB. And on average, I have them going around 4-13. and 13. So that's if they split 
those 50-50 games. So again, ceiling eight, but the average is about a four. So I'm sorry, Perna. But then again, you've made one too many Aaron Rodgers jokes and this is your penance. Then you got the Vegas Raiders. The Raiders needed to improve on defense. Did they? They got guys like Casey Hayward. Good, even though the Chargers cut him. And listen, I'm a big Casey Hayward fan, but I, I don't know how much he's going to have left, but that's neither here nor there. Then you got Ngankwe coming over, but he didn't really do well last year either. I don't know if the defense has gotten better, to be completely honest. And on the offensive side of the ball, while you have guys like Josh Jacobs, obviously, and Henry Ruggs go fast, their offensive line took a bunch of hits. I know they went out and got Leatherwood and reached for him in the draft, and that's a start, but don't know if I believe a whole lot in the offensive line. The Raiders are a confusing team for me because you had like years where when Carr was on and like looking like he was going to win MVP, I was like, oh, they're good. And they just haven't gotten back to that point. It just sees it just seems like it's a hodgepodge of a team. And I don't know if this smorgasbord can actually win a bunch of games or be competitive enough to get that number seven spot, not just because their team is their team, but because again, like the Broncos, their schedule is not a walk in the park. Some of their toughest games, again, Chiefs twice, Chargers twice, Ravens, Steelers. On top of that, they're going to have to contend with the Cowboys, the Washington football team, the Browns, and hell, even the Colts. And so I actually have them finishing the same record as the Broncos. I think their ceiling is around an eight and nine. Now, I know Raiders fans might be mad at me and they'd be like, no, they could do so much better. But I don't believe in Gruden. I don't think that he's done enough to warrant a lot of faith. He's knocked on hard knocks. That, that's about it. And I think that if you take a look at this team and try to say, okay, well, if Derek Carr plays well, then, you know, with Waller and Jacobs and Henry Ruggs go fast, like, yeah, they could definitely put up some points. And here's the thing. These are just predictions because the Raiders, like, they almost swept the Chiefs last year. They beat them once. They almost did it a second time. So I'm not doubting that they could put it together. I don't know if they've done enough on defense, and I don't know if they've done enough on the offensive line, and I don't know if there's just going to be enough working together to actually, like, do well. They're, they're a weird team for me. So because of that, I have them finishing at 8 and 9 with an average around 4 and 13. I'm sure they're going to beat that average, but it's just going to depend on it all coming together. Then you got the reigning defending AFC champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, uh, they, they got embarrassed in the Super Bowl, and they were like, oh, okay, well, we are going to go and get every offensive lineman available and also build a moat and a drawbridge around Patrick Mahomes, which honestly, not a bad idea. But the Chiefs, listen to the Chiefs, right? Their defense is fine. They're, they're, they're solid, a little underrated a little, but not, not anything to write home about. Their offense, almost unstoppable, unless Patrick Mahomes is getting murdered back there but almost unstoppable. They still have a majority of those weapons. I think that they're going to be incredibly productive on offense. There's no doubt about that. I will say that the road that they are going to have to go to to get back to the Super Bowl for the third time in a row is gonna be tough because, damn, their schedule is not friendly. 
there are so many 50-50 games on their schedule that honestly I think could go either way. You're talking about the Browns, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Bills, Washington with that defense potentially, Tennessee with that offense, the Packers. Yeah, I'm going to pretend that we're going to stand a chance. The Cowboys are on there. The Steelers, like all of these matchups could go either way with the Chiefs. And that's with their amazing offense, but they're playing some damn good defenses here. And I think they're going to be playing some damn good offenses that can actually keep up with Kansas City's offense. So because of that, I think at best, they're looking at around a 12-5 and record, which obviously is nothing to scoff at. I think that's going to be really good. Now, going against my own formula a little bit, I can't just like go halvesies with these 50-50 games because I feel like I can't count out the Chiefs because if I do... They're just going to continue to win even more. So I think that their average will be around a 10-7 and record just because that schedule is brutal. Will they probably go undefeated? Probably, because that's just my luck. But yeah, I think that uh, that's their ceiling. And personally, I think there's a team within this division that has a higher ceiling this year. And that team is the LA Chargers. Now, listen... I know, I'm jumping on the hype train. Justin Herbert won Rookie of the Year last year. It's not just that, though. They got a defensive-minded coach, borrowing from the LA Rams. It was in the same stadium, so it was easy to communicate. On top of that, Derwin James coming back. Bosa's going to make a mess of things. The defense should be better. Austin Eckler, I think he's supposed to have a great season. Justin Herbert, if he's able to take a step in his sophomore year, oh, they're going to be really good. There's so many things that I believe that will make the Chargers a good, competent football team this year. One of, I think, the underrated storylines going into this is the fact that a lot of fans are coming back, you know, players are going to get used to hearing the roar of the crowd, but when they go to a Chargers game, it's going to be very reminiscent of last season during COVID. They're going to get confused. Did I just step through a time portal? Am I back in 2020? What's going on? While they're confused, Justin Herbert's going to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. But in all honesty, look at the Chargers last year. They put up a ton of points, except against the Patriots, and their defense choked away so many games. They were literally the Falcons of the AFC West last year. So with an improved defense, yeah, they're going to be a more balanced football team and a more dangerous football team. So taking a look at their schedule, yes, they have a bunch of 50-50 games in there, but I think they have more games that are trending towards the win column than they are the Chiefs. Taking a look at where I think they're going to get wins, you have both games against the Raiders, both games against the Broncos, the Texans are in there, the Giants, the Bengals are in there as well. You throw the Eagles in there, and yeah, that's a whole bunch of wins. And then you take those 50-50 games, and it averages out to having a ceiling of 13-4. and So I give them a slightly higher ceiling than the Kansas City Chiefs. Is this going to blow back in my face by week three? Absolutely. But right now, while we're sitting in June, I'm decently confident in it. Their average, same exact thing as the Chiefs at around a 10-7 and record. If they're able to stay healthy and able to build on what they had last year, I think the Chargers could be a really good football team. So if I had to rank them right now, I have the Chargers, the Chiefs, then maybe the Broncos, and then the Raiders. 
either I'm gonna look like Nostradamus or this is just gonna be a big oof. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Have I officially lost it? Or do you think, do you think the Chargers could take the crown away from the Chiefs? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossetComedy.com or at TomGrossetComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out PatCast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossetComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go back, go.